What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. All right, Ben, so here's the scoop. Lay it on me. Cars get blamed for a lot of stuff. Yeah, they do. I mean, a lot of stuff, but... SUVs, cars, etc. Yeah. Get blamed for pollution. And uh, that's, a, that's a big thing right now. You know, everybody's talking about how how bad cars are for the environment, how bad the big SUVs are for the environment. Um, but I guess what it comes down to is like, well, how much really is due to cars and how much is due to, you know, the big factories? How much is due to airplanes? How much is due to, uh, agribusiness, for instance? Agriculture. Yeah, exactly. How much, I mean, how much really is coming from automobiles? You know, Scott, luckily, uh, since, we work at a place that answers questions like this. I think we might be safe to tackle this one. What do you think? Man, that is fortunate that we work at a place like that. Yeah, I, I think it's good. <laughs> but okay, so when we say that, when, when you hear people say, uh, that cars are, you know, emitting terrible pollutants, what we really need to ask ourselves are first off, you know, if you want to answer a question, first off, you have to define the terms in the question. So when we say pollutants, what do we mean? We usually mean volatile organic compounds. Now, people who've heard our stuff about the new car smell mm-hmm. are familiar with these guys. Yeah, too. you know, recently, I mean, I've been listening about this or mm-hmm. reading about this rather. Um, those are in everything. They're in countertops. They're mm-hmm. in, um, you, you just, um, they're anything. in Tupperware. Yeah, they're in everything. They're in mm-hmm. everything that we have in our home, in our cars. Um, they're around us right now in the studio. Uh, these, these VOCs is what they call them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it really, unless you're, you're making a conscious effort to build or buy something that has low VOCs, you're going to yeah. experience these in some way. Daily. So, yeah. So that's a, that's the first hint you're getting. Mm-hmm. You being the listener, sorry, not you, Scott. <laughs> that's the, that's the first hint, um, that we're giving you guys, uh, when we talk about pollution in cars and the surprising answer. Um, now, there's also uh, other things that the cars emit aside from VOCs. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other things too. There's uh, there's 
you know, nitrogen dioxide, there's methane that's produced, there's all kinds of things that, that, uh, you know, we call them greenhouse, there's some greenhouse gases that come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of things that end up floating around in the air that are bad for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those are often called, they're called particulate matter. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is it's organic material, inorganic material that floats around and it's bad for us. I mean, it's not just that, it's dust and, and mm-hmm. acids and metals Dirt. and things like that too. Dirt. Um, but really what it comes down to is the size of the material that's dangerous for us because it can't be, it, it, I shouldn't say it that way. I should say that if it's smaller than a certain size, mm-hmm. it does get within our lungs and it does create health issues for humans. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's lung issues. It's heart issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it just causes a variety of problems in humans. Yeah. And that, the, the size, uh, is I think less than 10 micrometers. Uh, which is 10 micrometers in diameter. Uh, that's the, you must be this small to enter line yeah. for the human lungs. I'm going to say, is it, is it micrometers? Micrometers. You're right. I, it sounds better, doesn't it? It does sound more Micrometers, micrometers. I don't know. I, maybe you're right. No, I think you're right. On micrometer sounds like an instrument. My, micrometer, micrometer. Sounds like an instrument. I don't know if I'm right or not. I think I'm wrong. No, no. We'll, we'll, believe me. Believe me, brother. We're going to see. Um, <laughs> yeah. now another thing when, you ask the question, how much, what percentage of air pollution is due to cars? The question is sort of phrased in a way that assumes global air pollution. Mm-hmm. And one thing we need to be very conscious of is that air pollution varies wildly across the world. Okay. So, so like, uh, if you're, if you're in a place where there's not more, uh, where there's not Many people, where there are not many people, excuse me. Sure. Um, or if you're in a heavy, heavily populated, heavily urbanized area, then of course the pollution is going to go higher. Yeah, we heard about that a lot, uh, during the Olympics, right? There was a big push about, uh, Beijing Olympics, right? Yeah. Uh, it was a big push to, uh, to really clean the air up before mm-hmm. the Olympics, which I thought was kind of strange. You know, they're just going to do it just for that. Mm-hmm. It seems like that would have a, you know, there's a bigger need there that, you know, they need to do it all the time. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess, I guess really congested areas that are, are famous for having poor air quality. Mm-hmm. Um, LA is one. That's a big one. And that's a, that's, I think that's a geographical thing, right? Isn't that, uh, um, it, it's, it's, it's locked into the region by the, uh, the mountains to the, to the east. Yeah. There's a uh, weather conditions. That's a great point because weather conditions also, from what we understand, can really make a difference in the level of air pollution mm-hmm. uh, that you will find in general, not just from cars, but in general. Okay. And then there's also uh, regions like Beijing. I'm sure that you know manufacturing has a lot to do with that, and, that, um, and, and lower restrictions on emissions, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Although I thought, I thought for some reason I've heard that uh, you know, they've really, really tightened up on those um, for automobiles. I don't know about um, factories, oh, things like that. Oh, yes, yeah. that's cool. Bit of news, yeah. yeah I yeah. know what you're talking about. Just recently, I think this is what you're referring to, uh, just recently the Chinese government in Beijing had started making some moves, from what I understand, to uh, not allow people to just go in and register a new car. You have to enter a lottery. So that is seen as the fairest way to satisfy the amount of people they can give registration to 
in a fair way. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a lot of people are objecting to this. A lot of people are not bothering to register their vehicles. I'm predicting. Sure, there's always a way around this thing. There's always a way, but is you know, is it a is it a good idea? But so here we are, Scott. Uh, here we are, Scott. Take take me through this because we've got all these variables. We've got all these things going on. Uh, we've even heard it said that uh, cattle produce massive amounts. Ah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. But uh, I do have we have we have an article on our site about that. Believe it or not, believe it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's funny title. And we had actually talked about doing this as its own podcast at yeah. one point. I remember, but yeah. uh, the the article is titled "Do Cows Pollute as Much as Cars." And it turns out that cows give off an incredible amount of methane gas every day. Um, it's a greenhouse gas. And, uh, let's see, it's, uh, oh boy. <laughs> Some experts believe that, um, through, well, through belching. Okay. And through flatulence at the other end, mm-hmm. uh, they believe that they give off as much as 100 to 200 liters a day. Um, well, others say as, it's as high as 500 liters a day. That's about 132 gallons a day in either case. No way. Uh, so, um, that's an awful lot of pollution produced by cows. Is that? And that's, that's far more than a car would produce of methane, of yes. that particular, uh, pollutant. Yeah, and let's be careful with that, cause that's just methane. So. Yeah, that's one pollutant. And the reason for that is just the, the, uh, the complex digestion system that a cow mm-hmm. has going on with four stomachs and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what do they call that? There's a, there's a certain type of... Uh, reticulate? Yeah, that's right. Uh, rum, ruminant. R- ruminant. Yeah, yeah, ruminant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's where they, they ruminant. digest the food, they, they... It well, moves through the four chambers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They, uh, they regurgitate it and then eat mm-hmm. it. It's kind of gross, the whole system, but, um, <laughs> but that's, that's the way it works. And it, and it leads to a lot of bacteria that produces this methane. Mm-hmm. So cows just naturally belch and, and, well, uh, whatever. Just hang. Yeah, they, exactly. They just hang out. Yeah, they create a lot of methane. In fact, a lot more than cars. But, um, when we're talking about air pollution, we're talking about, like we said, you know, the other, um, other greenhouse gases and, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, just other, uh, pollutants that, that they expel. Yeah. So, um, you want to just give them the number here and just kind of, uh. Yeah, let's do it. Now, you know, I don't like this number. Why? Uh, Cause I think this number is got a wide margin. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Okay. So <clears throat> here's, here's the, uh, here's the prediction. Okay. So this is from the EPA mm-hmm. and you know, they've got, Loads of smart scientists uh, and loads of brilliant scientists, even. And according to the EPA, uh, motor vehicles produce roughly one half of the pollutants like VOCs, nitrogen oxide, and particulate matter. Um, one half, roughly one half. I can believe that because hmm. there there are a lot of cars, you know. Sure. Um, but then we've got. Can I can I just go to the statistic that I dislike the most? Yeah, sure. Go okay. ahead. Uh, in urban areas. Uh, auto emissions are responsible from anywhere between 50 and 90% of air pollution. That is a wide gap. That's crazy. You could drive a, a you, you could drive a Hummer through that gap. <laughs> that's right. That is a, that's a big gap. I don't know how they get between 50 and 90% of air pollution, but, um, I don't know. I mean, they cut, did kind of all lump it together in urban areas. So yeah. that could be small town USA and, mm-hmm. uh, and here in Atlanta. It could also be very densely populated, but very, um, green trending places sure. like, 
some uh like a northern european metropolis and versus you know a uh a place that has no emissions laws sure yeah, this could be, I mean, that's probably the reason for this, uh, this wide gap here. Um, one other statistic they point out is that 75% of carbon monoxide emissions come from automobiles. So carbon monoxide, that's another, it's not a greenhouse gas, I don't believe. Um, but that is a, another, um, it's a, it, it is a harmful pollutant. Yeah, it it's a have... harmful pollutant, of course, but, um, it's just another, um, byproduct of, you know, burning fossil fuels. And, yeah. and that's what we're talking about here. That's, it's, it's, uh, it's part of air pollution, I guess, if you mm-hmm. want to go that route with it. Um, so, yeah, these numbers, I mean, they're they're kind of startling to me. Yes. I didn't think it was this high because I thought um, – I really thought that uh, production would get a higher – you know, um, manufacturing right. would get a, a higher percentage than automobiles would in some of these situations. But Yeah, it is, it is very surprising yeah. because I honestly did not think it would be as much either, um, especially considering – as you said, industry, but also considering that, you know, a- agribusiness itself does play a role in that, especially when you're involved with, you know, the, the methane manufacturers that are cows. Well, but. there's also, also the thing that, you know, like the, there's been a lot of advancements made on automobiles that have reduced pollution. Oh, sure. Uh, catalytic converters is one. Greatest there's, hit uh, of the seventies. Fuel. Se- <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's fuel sensors. I mean, mm-hmm. cause right now, you know, you used to be, you used to be able to uh, adjust how your car ran rich or lean, mm-hmm. uh, with a screwdriver in your garage. Now you don't do that. Now it's uh, con- computer controlled and it's, it's done instantaneously. It auto adjusts. Yeah, exactly. So it, there's, there's that advancement, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't have people running around that have the cars way out of tune. Um, because they tried to do it in their garage or whatever. Um, so, you know, it seems like, it seems like most cars now would be running a lot, um, I guess cleaner. And I know that they are. Yeah. But, uh, there's just so many of them, I think. It, and it the, comes down to volume. Yeah. And there's so many, that's, that's where you see it. There's so many more people buying cars each year. Um, especially with, uh, the, rise in quality of living for a lot of people in developing countries mm-hmm. and the drop in price that we're seeing in some in some vehicles now one of the ways that manufacturers of things like the Tata Nano which is the world's cheapest car currently right mm-hmm. yep. um some of the things that they do to bring the price down make it worse for the environment i mean catalytic converters honestly cost money so these sometimes the motivation isn't there you know the urge to be the urge to pay a premium for a vehicle uh based entirely on environmental concerns is something that is not near as common in places where people are buying the first car their family is owned that's true yeah they're uh, they're more motivated by just the idea of having the freedom of an automobile mm-hmm. uh not having to you know crowd six people onto a motorcycle and drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, I think your, your point is valid. I think that, you know, they're, they're more concerned with just getting a, a cheap vehicle out there that they can, they can market as being safe. Mm-hmm. And when you, <laughs> which when... <laughs> I don't know, in some cases, maybe not so much when you see what, what's out there, but, um, you know, emissions falls to the bottom of the list. Sure. And let's take that one anecdote we made and multiply it. Several magnitudes. Mm-hmm. So we have hundreds of millions of people doing this. Um, but I think one thing we are going to see that reduces air pollution, um, or maybe mitigates this, 
You know how much gas is now in the UK? Oh, I couldn't even guess. I'm 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 gonna get okay, I'll guess. Close to six dollars. Am I it's, right? You're almost. It's uh a little bit closer to nine. No way what I'm hearing. Now this wow. has variation. But, yeah. You know, um for people who don't know about in the US, uh the US situation, uh that's more than twice. Yeah. What, yeah, we're, we're right around three right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're promising that it's going to go up significantly in the near future. So, um, man, $9? Yeah, uh, yeah, $9. Wow. Oh my gosh. I had six, no idea. Uh, six pounds, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure on the currency yeah, conversion sure. there. Sure. Somebody will write in. <laughs> but, wow. uh, yeah, but that fluctuates, but still, you know, a lot of, we've talked before about how, um, a lot of other countries do have, uh, heavier taxes on, on their gas per, per liter or per gallon. Yeah. And so that might be one of, that's probably one of the big factors, but it's also something that U.S. consumers, uh, need to prepare for, honestly. Maybe not in the near future, but in the mid to long term, we are going to see, um, permanently higher priced gas, um, probably with higher taxation on it to combat air pollution or encourage people to drive less. Um, but for right now, yeah, 75% of carbon monoxide, one half of the really nasty pollutants with complicated names. And, yeah. yeah. You know, I wish I, that's one thing I wish I had with me here and I don't. I, I meant to bring in a, uh, a list of, um, the greenhouse gases. Uh, yes. And, uh, I, I failed to do that. And that's why I think early on we might have mentioned some that I'm not 100% sure method, um, rather our greenhouse gases methane mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I, just wish I had that list in front of me. I, I don't. Maybe we can get that for an upcoming podcast because um, when you hear the list of what is and what isn't, you, you might be surprised. I mean, it's some of them that you hear lumped in together oftentimes aren't. Yes, that's a good point. And we, we and, should and get not that. all not all are from automobiles, by the way. No, we're not. So, we're yeah, a car you know show. We're not going to vilify. I'm way auto. off track here. We should we should uh, continue. No, no, on. no. We've got. So we, I hope that I feel like we've maybe. Giving people the lay of the land here. Oh, somebody, let's go ahead and preempt this, Scott. Somebody's going to write in and say, what about uh, hybrid and electric vehicles? Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal with those. And and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the deal with hybrid and electric vehicles is that, yes, they're widely popular. More and more people are coughing up the scratch to buy them. However, going from nothing to wildly popular is still a fair ways away from becoming statistically significant. Yes. I mean, am I right on that? Yeah, that's right. And hybrid vehicles still use fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Um, electric vehicles, in most cases, still, still use fossil, fossil fuels, fuels. Yeah, because of the you know energy production. We've talked about this. Yeah. And I, I would, you know, another thing I wish I had. I've got a couple of pieces of listener mail recently about hybrid vehicle resale value. Oh yeah, and, uh, we read and, some good ones. Oh yeah, there's there's some uh, there's some issues going on with uh, hybrid resale value. So I, I I'll bring those in soon. Yeah, I promise. There's some shenanigans. Just yeah, so you guys know. Definitely. Stay tuned. Scott, speaking of air pollution, yeah, I have to get out of here and uh, go on a road trip, kind of thing. Oh, very good. Um, by anywhere I should know about. Um. Well, I want I want you to have plausible deniability, man. I don't want to I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> that I never heard anything. But I do feel that in exchange for your confidence 
for take uh, for taking you into my confidence and trusting you with my secret road trip. Sure. Uh, I owe you at least the last word on air pollution in cars. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I guess the last word really. <sighs> Let's say that um, I know that they're guilty, but uh, I still love cars. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that you know it's funny. You know, we, we talk about how SUVs are getting blamed for a lot of pollution and everybody was kind of a witch hunt for a while, right? Yes, most definitely. Um, it seems to me that uh, there's still a lot of trucks and SUVs out there still being built. People still love these cars. Mm-hmm. And it seems that fuel cost is driving this whole thing. It oh, really yeah. does. I mean, when fuel costs are down, people are buying the bigger cars. When fuel costs go up, everybody's screaming for hybrids. I just really think I think that's what it all comes down to, Ben. I don't think that really people are going to give up that uh, the big SUV in the in the driveway until prices go up, like we talked about. Um, as far as you know, the, the blame for something like this, I'd say keep watching the numbers because you're going to find better and better tests that are coming out, and I think that uh, you're going to find manufacturing and things like that are going to be more responsible for air pollution than what people are giving them credit for right now. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm defending cars here where people are going to say, that's nah, not really the way it is. You know, there, there are numbers that point to this, but sure. Just keep watching. Keep yeah. Watching. Well said. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was well said. Eh. It, was, it, it was, it was eloquent. I think that what, what you're saying is not so much. It's the ramblings uh, of a madman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I try to take. My medication before I get, are yeah. you talking about you? I'm a little late on medication right now. Oh no. Okay. Well, you know what that means. Before Scott has an episode, no, I'm kidding. Uh, another episode. Another episode. <laughs> then, uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, we hope that we have given you guys, um, some good stuff to think about. And we hope that you will be as interested in this as we are because, uh, my co-host here is absolutely right. Um, the tools that we use to measure these numbers are evolving. And as a result, we may have different calculations in the future, which means we have to follow up. Seems there are always updated numbers. Always. Always. And if you want to give us an update, you like that one, Scott? Sure. And I expect there's going to be a lot on this one because whenever you talk about pollution, you talk about numbers, you talk about uh, the amount of pollutants in the air, whatever, Yeah, somebody's going to call up with uh, with, with a, a differing opinion, which we love. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. As a matter of fact, we'll help you find us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, CarStuffHSW. You can find our blog, and while you're on our website, you can check into the articles we've mentioned here. And if that's just not doing it for you, send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.